Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane, the Rawtarian, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about raw Alfredo sauce, what's in it, how do you make it, and what do you serve it with. Stay tuned and I'll be back with you shortly. Hi there, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode number six of the Raw Food Podcast, in which we are going to be talking all about raw vegan Alfredo sauce. I recently received an email from somebody who just found this podcast in iTunes. Her name's Megan Ray in New York, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And she had a great idea for a podcast episode, which was to talk about raw Alfredo sauce. So here we are today, and we're going to do just that. Um, first, I'm going to just give you a quick teaser of raw Alfredo sauce. So what the end result basically is, is a very creamy texture, um, just like the standard Alfredo sauce that you may have had with pasta when you were growing up or when you were eating the standard American diet. So basically what this is, is it's just pretty much tastes very similar to, and it has the same thickness and consistency as standard Alfredo sauce. So that's just a thick creamy white sauce that tastes quite cheesy but um, is more almost like a white cheddar flavor as opposed to like a really vibrant orange cheddar flavor. So it's just a white and creamy sauce and it's fabulous to use basically in place of Alfredo sauce in your raw vegan lifestyle and that would be um, basically kind of like a pasta sauce. So first I'm going to just tell you a little bit about the ingredients and what's included in this recipe and again it's pretty simple. It's pretty much um, cashews and lemon juice so that's easy right and we're going to be blending this in a blender. Yes Megan you're right blending in blender is how we make alfredo sauce and so we've got the cashews, we've got lemon juice, we've got some garlic, some water, some salt, and some thyme, which if you don't have thyme, you could omit it. Um, that's the spice, of course. Thyme, T-H-Y-M-E. And that's pretty much it. So as you can tell, it's really the cashews and some liquid, and then you've got garlic that gives it a nice kick, and then just, you know, some salt, which always enhances flavor in any recipe. And of course that's always Celtic sea salt as opposed to the sort of normal iodized table salt that we probably had um, and were accustomed to in North America or Australia or wherever you may be. So just to go a little bit more detailed then, I usually call for two and a half cups of cashews in this recipe and that's going to give you a nice I don't know what the exact amount is, but like a, so that maybe you could serve three or four people a full-size meal with this recipe. And when you're using your blender to make recipes, um, you'll find that it actually works better if you have not a huge recipe, but if you try to like say take this recipe, which is two and a half cups of cashews, um, you know, I'll go over the specific details in a second, but if you try to like quarter that recipe, so you're putting in like, you know, a quarter cup of this and a few 
teaspoons of that in this. It actually doesn't work well because the blender tends to need a kind of a minimum amount of, um, excuse me, ingredients in order to be able to process properly. So I wouldn't suggest cutting this recipe in half or anything. I would just say make it, it's, it is kind of a large batch, but you can use it for different things as well. And I'll go into that at the end. But okay, so let's just talk about the ingredients. And of course you can get this in the show notes at the rawtarian.com slash podcasts. And just make sure you're looking at episode six and you'll have the um, recipe right there. So you don't have to worry about jotting it down right now. But two and a half cups cashews, one tablespoon lemon juice, two or three cloves of garlic, I usually put three, one and a half cups of water, one teaspoon of sea salt, and one teaspoon of thyme. So that's the ingredient list for the recipe of raw Alfredo sauce. And what you're gonna do with that is I love this recipe, as many of my recipes are similar to this, all you're gonna do is throw all of those ingredients in a blender, preferably a high-speed blender. I use a Vitamix. Many people use Blendtex as well, but if you don't have a high-speed blender, you can try it in just your regular blender that you have. Do not use a food processor. It's not gonna work if you use a food processor. You need to have a blender for this. Um, now, one tip I'll, I'll give you just straight away here is if you do have kind of a crappy blender that you've bought from Kmart or, you know, that isn't that powerful, you're gonna want to pre-soak your cashews. And all that basically means is you're gonna take those two and a half cups of cashews and you're gonna just put them in a bowl and completely cover them with warm-ish water for about, um, if you have a pretty crappy blender, I would say for at least an hour, hopefully two hours maybe. Then you're gonna just rinse them off. So you basically you've got your bowl of cashews covered in water so that they're kind of like completely dunked in water. So they're um, submersed, that's the word I'm looking for. And yes, so then you're gonna kind of drain all the water out using a strainer or just hold your hand um, and tip the bowl to kind of block the cashews from spilling out. That's usually what I do so that I don't have to clean a strainer. Um, then you're going to want to just put more water in there and just kind of rinse it off because usually when you're soaking cashews or any other nut or seed, um, you're actually going to, you'll notice the, the water might get cloudy or discolored and that takes off the, the soaking action. I mean, actually kind of releases something called an enzyme inhibitor, which is sort of a, I don't know what it is actually, but it's kind of like a powder or something that's kind of like on the nuts to keep it from sprouting. And um, I'm kind of going into too much detail on that, but basically it's great to just soak your cashews and then rinse them off so that you get any kind of enzyme inhibitors or any kind of cloudiness out of the water. You might as well get rid of it if you are soaking. 
and then you're just gonna proceed with the recipe as normal. So you pretty much get most of the water out. You could even pat them dry with a clean tea towel if you're soaking your cashews, and then just go ahead and throw them in the blender that you have and add all the other ingredients, including the one and a half cups of water that were called for, and then go ahead and mix that up in your blender. So you'll notice that I'm basically telling you to soak them if your blender isn't very good and that's the purpose of that is simply to soften the cashews so that they'll be easier to blend in a blender that's not very powerful. I do use a Vitamix which is a really great high-speed blender and um, I don't tend to soak my cashews for this recipe usually just because I'm lazy and busy and I don't really soak them. A lot of raw food advocates will suggest that you soak all of your nuts and seeds beforehand and perhaps even dry them off and dehydrate them. And that is to um, release those enzyme inhibitors and kind of get them sprouting. But that's great if you want to do that. But for some people, it's not practical and they might omit that step. So basically what I'm saying is you can use dry cashews or you can soak your cashews first if you're a little bit concerned about the texture and your blender's ability to get that really nice smooth Alfredo sauce type texture. So that's a little bit about how to make it and then you're just gonna, so once you've got everything in your blender, you're just going to blend it up. Start as always with you know, on the slowest setting and slowly increase the speed of the blending until everything is blending well and you can put it up to full maximum speed in your blender. You may find, this is a great tip for all recipes actually, if you're finding that it's your blender blades are having difficulty spinning, you can, um, of course, you can add a little bit more liquid, but sometimes, in especially in a recipe like this one, we want it to have a really thick sauce-like consistency. So if we are having trouble blending and we just, you know, go crazy with adding water to help facilitate the blending, that's going to thin out the recipe and change the texture, which we don't always want, depending on the recipe. So sometimes what I'll do is if a recipe is kind of getting stuck and you might notice this where the blender blades are whirring around and spinning, but they're not kind of getting that traction and you can tell that they're just kind of spinning at the bottom and they're not pulling the ingredients from the top of the blender down. So when that happens, what I usually do is I'll shut off the blender and make sure it's completely off. You could even unplug it if your plug is really handy. And then you're gonna remove your lid and just, I have a great little skinny spatula for this actually, but you just sort of slide your spatula down one corner of it until you get to the very bottom. So you're kind of pushing the ingredients away from the side with your spatula, just sliding it all the way down one side. And what you're doing is creating an air pocket so that then when you take your spatula out, you should still kind of see your mixture. This will only work if your recipe is thick, but in this case, the Alfredo sauce is quite a thick recipe. So, and what this is gonna allow the do, <laughs> what this hole is going to um, basically result in is allowing that air pocket, which goes all the way up to the top, 
it's going to kind of facilitate the blending again. So usually that's what I will do when I have a recipe like this that I don't really just want to add more water to, um, but I want it to start blending better. So that's generally what I will do. And sometimes you could do that a few times. Um, if, Like in this recipe, if I've put everything in, started to blend, and it blends for a while, and then it kind of gets hung up on itself, then I'll stop the blender, remove the lid, make an air pocket with my spatula, put the lid back, of course, remove the spatula, put the lid back on the top, and start from blending from slow to high again. And depending on the recipe, it might even get stuck again. But this is all happening very quickly. You know, it's like 30 seconds and then you might stop and then just take a little air pocket, blend for another 30 seconds and it might get hung up again. And um, yeah, so you may have to do that a few times, but at a certain point it'll kind of get past that blockage and then it will um, start blending smoothly again. So basically you're going to blend that alfredo sauce recipe up until it gets pretty much to be a lovely smooth consistency. If you are having a really hard time, you certainly can add a tiny bit more water if you feel like it needs it. This recipe calls for one and a half cups of water and that should be perfect. But if you feel like you want to add a little bit of water, just start with one extra tablespoon if you have to, but I'm recommending that you don't. And sometimes you'll be surprised that actually just the one additional tablespoon, especially if you combine that with the concept of creating that air pocket down the side of your mixture. So that can be very effective. So that's basically the the nutshell of how you're going to make it and you're just going to keep blending until it is basically um, a beautiful white creamy alfredo sauce consistency so kind of the consistency of a of a dip you know um slightly runnier than like a vegetable dip or it is like alfredo sauce if you're familiar with that so that's how you make it so now just picture you've got this lovely bowl of white creamy sauce. Now what are you going to do with it? Um, uh, the basic thing that I do with my Alfredo sauce is I'll serve it with raw noodles. And what are raw noodles? Well, uh, depending on your preference, you might use a few different things as quote-unquote noodles in your raw food lifestyle. So the main thing that I would suggest if you're just new to raw is to pick up a fresh zucchini and you may have seen these little gadgets called spiralizers and they're pretty amazing if you haven't seen one just you know google it or look on youtube for a video of a spiralizer and what that does is it takes something like a zucchini or even a carrot or um, different types of vegetables like that and it just kind of goes around with a little peeler and creates these tiny little noodles. Sometimes you'll see at, at restaurants they've done beets on a nice salad, you know, and, and there are these tiny little noodle string-like vegetables. So that's what a spiral spiralizer is. And you can certainly take a zucchini, peel the outer shell off, so, you know, get rid of the green exterior, and then you just stick your zucchini 
as a whole so you don't chop it or anything. You just kind of peg it onto the spiralizer and the spiralizer you just um, rotate it almost like an egg beater, you know, it's just manually powered. And then you can create these lovely noodles. So, now I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh, another gadget that I have to buy? Or you're also thinking, I'm never going to buy a spiralizer. This is not very practical. I, you know, I'm the Rotarian. I have the Raw Food Podcast. I have this website. And I do not own a spiralizer uh, because I'm cheap, because I don't want too many gadgets. I just don't own one. But I would love to have one if you want to send me one, you can. <laughs> but I don't have one. So what I do, which is I kind of call the poor man's or poor woman's spiralizer, take a zucchini, peel it with a regular carrot peeler, potato peeler, whatever you have. So now you've got your long zucchini that and you cut the ends off, you know? So just basically peel your zucchini. Then, with your clean carrot peeler or whatever you've used, you can just make noodles. Like, pretend you're peeling a carrot with your carrot peeler, and you're just gonna peel the zucchini, and it's going to create these nice, thicker noodles, thicker than a spiralizer would make, for sure, but it definitely gives the same general sense of noodles. I mean, if you're going to be inviting like some famous person over to your house for a beautiful raw dinner, you're definitely going to want to opt for the spiralizer option. But if you're just cooking for your family and just wanting a quick, nice bowl of Alfredo and noodles, this definitely works really well too. So it is going to result in a, in a broader um, noodle than the spiralizer, but it tastes good and it works. So that tends to be what I do. Now zucchini is definitely the best vegetable to use as noodles. The zucchini has a very neutral flavor and the texture of it holds up really well to sauce. Warning. <laughs> Cucumber is not the same as zucchini in this context. So do not use cucumber as your noodles. Cucumber has way more water content and if you use cucumber, which you should not do, um, it's just kind of gonna, especially when the sauce mixes with the cucumber, it's just gonna become a giant mess and it's not really what you want. So I would definitely recommend zucchini as your noodles. Um, I've also used different types of squash and sometimes that can be really nice to combine zucchini and a certain squash for color. Um, but the zucchini flavor is definitely hands down the best to use for noodles. You may have also experienced the concept of kelp noodles, which are basically, they kind of look like spaghetti and they come, you, you buy them in packages and they're purely made from seaweed and they do resemble sort of skinny spaghetti or angel hair pasta maybe. And they are made from seaweed and you can get raw ones and I've talked a bit more about this on the rawtearing.com if you want to just do a search for kelp noodles there but they are really great too um, however they're a lot more expensive and they're really hard to find I certainly can't find them locally in my area I have to buy them online and I actually just buy them by the case because I like having them around and I like sending them to people sometimes I 
like to use them as a little kind of gift for friends and family and stuff too. So kelp noodles are great. Um, I maybe should do an episode actually just purely on kelp noodles because there are some tricks of what you can do with them and kelp noodles do have kind of a rubbery texture uh, which some people don't like but you can get rid of the rubbery texture and um, I might go into that further in another episode. Now something that someone recently commented, I wish I could remember who it was, oh my gosh, I should look. But um, while I'm looking here for the word mung beans, no gosh, I don't know where it is. But someone recently suggested on Magog at the, in the comment section using mung beans. So that's just, those are sprouts, right? You sprout them and they're kind of the thick. Ah, look, I found it. S. Muscatim was writing in the comments saying that this Alfredo sauce is her favorite go-to recipe. And she says, now that I am done with her 21-day raw food challenge, she's going to continue using this Alfredo sauce while adding it to mung bean noodles. Love it, love it, she says. <laughs> Thank you for your comment. And I've never tried this, but I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm not sure what it tastes like, but I think it's a great idea. And it, it's a nice idea maybe too, to combine, for example, some zucchini and some mung beans. You don't have to combine them, but it's a nice option. I, I really like that idea. Now, as far as garnishing Alfredo sauce, one thing I have really learned in terms of my own flavor palette, if I can use that term, is that there's really something to be said for the subtle and simple subtleties and simplicities of recipes. So what I'm kind of getting at here is I think when I first made um, Alfredo sauce, I probably made Alfredo sauce with noodles and I probably put broccoli and tomato and onions and I chopped it all up and I put a, probably a lot of ingredients in there. But what I've learned about flavors in terms of what I like is I love to keep recipes simple because then you can really um, just taste the flavors and really enjoy them and it's also easy to make. Plus, sometimes when you add too many ingredients to something, it just kind of loses its, I don't know, there's too many flavors there and sometimes it's just the flavors don't combine well. So what I love to do is I'll have my noodles, which might be, say, zucchini, then I'll combine them really well with the alfredo sauce, and I actually like to combine the sauce and the noodles just as much as I'm going to eat that day, I should say. You know, and then I might like to set that aside for 15 or 20 minutes just to kind of let the, the noodles maybe soften up a little, and I'll mix it all up together really well, and just to coat everything nicely. But as a garnish, what I love lately is on my Alfredo sauce is just pepper and a whole lot of chopped up parsley, fresh parsley. You don't have to garnish it, but to me these flavor combinations go really, really well together. I just love them. And um, yes, yeah, so you could certainly add other things. I think I've added mushrooms, which go quite well as well. Um, I know I've added corn, which might be weird, but I, I did do that and that was nice. Um, fresh corn just chopped off the cob there. But there's a lot of things you can do, but I would suggest if you're just making the Alfredo sauce, 
and you're having it for the first time, keep it pretty simple. And then you might even start tasting it just on its own and then you might think, hmm, what would go really well with this? And then your brain, once you kind of start to get in touch with it, might kind of give you an idea. Ooh, broccoli? Hmm, maybe I'm getting confused. I think I don't like broccoli with this Alfredo sauce. But you could try it. And you could maybe just think about it too, like taste the sauce, maybe dip some broccoli in it and think, hmm, does this combination taste good? I actually think I, I prefer broccoli with my raw macaroni and cheese recipe. Those flavors go well, but that's why I think I'm getting confused. But I think I don't really love it combined with Alfredo sauce. The raw macaroni and cheese recipe, I might have to talk about that someday because it's pretty similar, but it uses um, some different flavoring to give it a, a really different flavor. So that's it in a nutshell about how to make Alfredo sauce. You're just going to take all those ingredients and blend them up in a blender really quick. doesn't take long at all. Um, and just to carry forward an idea from a previous episode, my podcast about raw smoothies, green smoothies, whenever you make something in your high-speed blender, you definitely want to get in the habit of as soon as you're done um, blending and you feel like, okay, the recipe's ready, you're gonna wanna completely empty out the entire recipe into a bowl or something so that you can wash your blender out right away. And that's not really for hygienic reasons, although I'm sure it's a good idea. It's more for the fact that it's a lot easier to wash, especially a recipe like this, which is kind of thicker and a little bit more difficult. It's not tough to get out, but you just will have a way easier time washing it if you're just going to clean it out right away and then you can keep um, the remainder if you don't need it the, right away. You can keep the remainder of the recipe in the fridge. I usually keep it um, you know, in a Tupperware in a, in a bowl with some saran wrap on it and it keeps quite well. Usually just when I go to use it again I just want to stir it up a little bit before using again. That's raw Alfredo sauce. I hope you found this episode helpful. And it's, I love it when any of you who are listening, if you have ideas for podcasts or, or things like Megan did about, um, you know, what I should be talking about or what you would really find useful as a podcast episode, I would love to hear from you. So you can um, just contact me at therawtarian.com. And I've got a new forum up there, actually. It's just getting started, so feel free to come and join the forum there, and you can just chat about whatever you like. Raw-related, probably, but it doesn't have to be. And um, that's just at therawtarian.com slash community, and it's free, and uh, you can hang out there if you like. And you can post pictures, or you can have a signature, which I just enabled, which I'm excited about. But that's probably not that exciting to you, but it is exciting to me just to see this come together. And my hope for it is just to have another place where people can hang out and talk about raw food. Because for me, I know I don't really know anybody who's raw in my community. And um, I think it's really important to have a bit of camaraderie and, you know, get to have people who understand you and you can share recipes and share similar experiences. So. I really enjoy that, so I'd love to see you over at the forum at therawtarian.com slash community. Thanks so much. You have been listening 
to The Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw recipes that you'll find quick to make and that contain only a few ingredients. And of course, they taste spectacular. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my e-newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, and most delicious recipes, including raw vegan natrato sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.